0: Welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers Podcast. This is episode 41. My name is Mike, and with me today is the man who loves the Xbox, Duke Controller. The famous archaeologist, Indy.
1: I do love the Duke Controller.
0: No, 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 no. no. You got used to the Duke Controller. I don't know if you really like it.
1: I mean, nostalgia made me get used to it because I bought it and now I love it because I'll play Destiny on the Series S and using that kid's controller um, and then I'll go back to my PC and there's a huge performance difference in my KD ratio versus playing on my PC with my Duke controller and playing with the child's controller on my Xbox One or my Series S. So yes, I love the Duke controller because I've been programmed to like it at this point.
0: Last time we played... You said, I I can't use this Xbox series controller. I have to use the Duke. I gotta switch. And I'm just sitting there like, what's wrong with this man?
1: (laughs) And what (laughs) happened when I switched?
0: You played about the same?
1: No. I played so much better, the game kicked me out of fucking Halo, and I was like, fuck this, I wouldn't play Destiny.
0: Yeah, that's why I kicked you out, because you switched controllers.
1: (laughs) It's because I started playing better. I mean, hell, I I was... You even said it, I was out of the game for like five minutes at that point, and I was still leading the team after being gone for five minutes.
0: He is right, he had 25 kills and like three deaths, and then it kicked him out, and after five minutes he was still in the top three.
1: Coincidence? I think not!
0: Well, take it up with 343, not
1: me. No, I won't, not until they give me more maps and I have a reason to take it up with them.
0: Don't worry, you get one more map for big team battles. What the hell are we even talking about here?
1: I don't know. You got me raging about 343. Three. We were talking about the Duke controller, and then it has led to oh, that's right. more Halo bashing.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's crazy, guys. I I, I know they, they're with me.
1: I never claimed that I wasn't crazy. I just said that the Duke controller is what I like.
0: <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me you love the N64 controller, right? No comment. Hmm... I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. You know, what? I was about to end the show. I was about to say thanks, guys, for listening to another episode. You know, what? all right, we're done. That's it. We're good. Cut the
1: feed. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our podcast about oh, the Xbox Duke shit. controller. Thanks for coming.
0: That's all you need. I mean, what else do you really need from us?
1: Other than a glowing recommendation for the Duke controller?
0: Mm, I want to keep talking about, it, but I can't. All right, I'm going to stop.
1: It's like a bad car wreck. You can't look away.
0: <sighs> but yeah, guys, this is the Balance Gamer Show. Thanks again for tuning in. See, I'm trying to end it again. I got to stop doing that. All right. Real <laughs> quick, I just want to jump into the social media stuff because I want to get that over with. I'm going to keep it real simple. Just look down in the description You know, for the, this podcast you're listening to. Just look at the notes at the bottom. You'll see a little link there to our link tree. Click that, and it'll bring you to all of our shit. The Instagram, the Twitter, Discord, Twitch, everything. It has all the links right there. Click each one. Follow and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. And that's enough of that. I hate talking about this shit.
1: Um, I'm just going to add one thing to that. If anybody tries to use the Discord, can you let us know if it works or not? Because I've heard it's not working, and if that's the case, I need to update the link really? to where that link does not expire. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Well, I could check it right now. Nah, I'll check it later. I'm too lazy. <laughs> if it is broken, let us know somewhere because we got to get that shit fixed. Yes. He's like, yeah, fo- yeah. Follow our discord. Brings you to a blank white page that yeah, that's no. Can't have that.
1: Right. It's like, come hang out with us. Fuck you. Leave us alone.
0: <laughs> Just as a picture of the Duke controller when you click
1: on the discord link. That's it. And we're right back to the Duke controller. That's going to be the running thing for this whole episode, is just, we're going to try and see how many times we can bring it up.
0: Anyways, that's enough of that. Let's jump into what we're playing. Indy, what have you been playing the past week?
1: To be honest, um, I played Halo with you guys. That was fun. Um, I played a little bit of Tunic on the stream. That was cool. Um, but apart from that, i just been grinding my ass off in Destiny. Trying to get my light level up so that I can do some of these other things like trying to do trials, um, doing a raid with uh, two peas this weekend. So I know that's light based. So I'm just really trying to get my character leveled up so that way I can uh, actually contribute.
0: Well, you're not contributing now.
1: Well, I can contribute in game modes where your light level is not a factor, but I mean when you're playing with people that have been playing Destiny for years and you're literally having to grind to bring it up, because I'm over 1500 at this point, so now trying to level up is, it literally is a grind. It's just trying to complete missions or multiplayer games, trying to get a new gun or a piece of armor that is a higher light level than what your average is, just trying to get that shit up. Yeah, I think I've played about an hour multiplayer tonight, and I went up one point. Just one point? <laughs> just one point. Um, oh, God. I started the night, and my light level was fifteen seventeen, and now it's fifteen eighteen. I need two more levels to just be able to jump into a game mode called Trials of Osiris, which comes with um, specific loot for that event if you can go a certain amount of games without losing, so I'd like to try it. But I just, I got to get those other two points because you have to be a minimum of 15, 20 in order to do it.
0: Yeah, that always bothered me about Destiny, but I understand why it's like that. That's just how the game is. But it can be very frustrating at times when you just want to play a certain mode. Like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. Nah, sorry. couple more hours and maybe you'll be able to do it. But right now, go grind.
1: But I also got the uh, Witch Queen expansion. This will be the first uh, Destiny campaign that I've played since Destiny 2 first came out. And I, I got it. I mean, obviously, because I'm into it again. But everything I'm reading is saying it's the best expansion that Destiny's ever put out. Maybe by the next time I'm on the show, I will have something to say about Witch Queen. Cool. What about you?
0: That's it? That's all you got?
1: That I mean, that's really it. I mean, I've been I've been working a lot this week. Um... My my work schedule the past, I'll just say the past nine days, was I worked four days, I was off yesterday, and then I've got another five days ahead of me before I get another day off, so my schedule's all kinds of fucked. So, unfortunately, I haven't got much gaming in.
0: See, during your breaks and when you go to the bathroom, that's when you pull out the Switch and sit on the toilet.
1: I've thought about it, but the thing is, like, uh, what was it? It was, like, two days ago, I didn't even get a break. Like, we just work through it because we're so understaffed so I think even last night like I wanted to come home and play oh no I was off yesterday but it was a couple nights ago I wanted to come home and play I had every intention of doing it I sat in my chair and it's melted and I think Ash had to wake me up a few hours later
0: hey when the body wants to sleep you gotta let it sleep you can't fight it just don't fall asleep in some awkward weird place
1: or awkward position because um over 30 you feel that shit
0: oh yeah I I see I can't fall asleep in a chair. If I do that, I'm going to have pains all over.
1: It's very rare. Um I brought it up to my boss uh, a couple of days ago cuz I've been walking with a limp. Uh, um the past 4 days, like I don't know what happened, just my left hip all of a sudden has just started hurting and it's been going up my back. And I was walking in the back room and he was like, "You okay?" He was like, "I don't know, man. Just my my fucking hip has been killing me." He's like, are you over 30 yet? And I'm like, yeah, I am 30. He's like, ah, yeah, your extended warranty's up. Shit's just going to start hurting now. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you.
0: (laughs) It's all downhill from here. And he's right, because I'm going to be 32 soon, and I'm, well, I have health issues, but but talking about, like, you know, muscle pains or, oh, my back and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely feel it more.
1: It's like sleeping in an awkward position, and that shit's going to be sore for the next two days, and you're just going to be in a bad mood. But anyway, um, yeah, what we're playing. Mike, you're up. Go.
0: I started the Resistance Trilogy. Mm. Well, I should say I finished the Resistance Trilogy. I beat 1, 2, and 3.
1: I thought you were going to wait until they remastered that shit.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about doing that, but then I realized it might be years before they actually attempt a remake. Maybe it's next year. It's possible. Or maybe it's six, seven years down the line. I'm tired of waiting. I've waited long enough. I have a PlayStation 3. Let's get this shit started. I'm going to make this very easy for Jacques. Jacques, in the timestamps, just put the Resistance Trilogy. You don't have to put Resistance 1, Resistance 2, 3. (laughs) I'm just going to bounce around a lot here. So if you want some in-depth review for the first, second, and third game, you're not going to get that here. So my thoughts are going to just be all over the place.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's narrow it down to this, just for right now, because you and I have both heard that Resistance was the best, or is still, the best first-person shooter campaign on PlayStation that's first party. Does that trilogy live up to that statement?
0: Uh, Yes and no. Okay. Some of it, yeah. The first game, which came out in 2006, it was a launch game for the PlayStation 3, that game is impressive for how old it is it's 16 years old just let that sink in it's a very old game is it a little rough around the edges sure is the controls horrible when you first start the game yes they are and thank god there's button mapping in the game (laughs) because i was like freaking out i was like oh no i can't play this shooter the way they want me to play it like this is so dated i'm like please for the love of god just have a controller layout that's at least somewhat modern. But then when I went over to check it out, it's like, hey, you can button map everything. I was like, oh, thank God. So I just modernized everything. I think the only compromise I had to make was like alternate fire was like L1. Oh, okay. Th- that's weird, but I, whatever. It's got to compromise somewhere here. Now, the graphics are actually pretty decent for the uh, time it came out. The enemies in this which you know i'll just briefly tell you what they're about they're called the chimera 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 yeah that's right i always get that name wrong i don't know why
1: only reason i know it so well is because it's grand admiral uh thrawn star destroyer
0: but yeah those guys are basically uh what would i compare it to okay here's here's, just a perfect example the Reapers and Mass Effect, you know, you know how they're like converting all the races, the humans, all the other alien species? Yes. And-
1: you mean like indoctrinating?
0: Yes. That's what the, the Chimera do. That's how they get their foot foot soldiers. Gotcha. They just take all the humans and re- reprogram them and make them look all alien and shit. Now, you don't actually see them, like the actual aliens in the trilogy. You don't see them. The combat in the trilogy is a little all over the place. First game, you know, it's acceptable for the year. The second game, it's pretty good for 2008. Uh, But then you get to the third game. It's good, but there's some like little things here and there that just feels a little strange. Now, one thing about the third game, I I just got to put this out on the table like immediately. The resolution for Resistance 3 is not good. Really? And some of you might be thinking, well, you must be using like a 4K TV with the PS3 and that's why it looks like that. No, I actually did some research. I went to some forum posts from like 10, 11 years ago because the third game came out in 2011. And people were saying the resolution doesn't look good. So I dug a little deeper. I found an old Digital Foundry article and they said, yeah, the resolution is down 30% from the second game. It does not look good. I'm, I'm telling you guys, this, this game looks like mush <laughs> when you're playing it. You have to get used to it. It took me about an hour to get used to it, but I eventually got used to it. If you could get past that, the campaign's actually pretty good. Like, it's, it's, it's got a lot of great action. There's like some great set-piece moments. The story, here's, here's the thing about the Resistance Trilogy. It's got a really cool universe. Like, it takes place in the 50s. The human race is pretty much almost wiped out by the third game. They're almost all gone. But the stories they're telling inside each game is very generic and there's nothing to write home uh, about, which is a damn shame because, like, the universe is just awesome. Like, it's really cool.
1: Do you play as the same character throughout the whole trilogy?
0: First two games, you play as the same character. The third game, uh, Joseph Capella, I think that's his name. Uh, it's somebody you, you see in the second game. You play as him in the third game. Yeah, it, it's a damn shame that the, the the actual story beats in it isn't that great. It's, it's just very simple shit like, all right, we got to go charge this thing and blow it up. All right, let's get it done. That kind of stuff, at least for the first two games.
1: Yeah, it's, your generic like Call of Duty campaign. Exactly.
0: The third game, it does try a little bit harder, like the, the um, people that are fighting back or the actual regular people because in the first two games it's more military third game it's just like people living in a small town and just trying to survive and there's not much of humanity left like so that, that's cool the acting in all three games not that great and that leads me to my next issue with the trilogy none of the characters are interesting not a single one Don't get me wrong, guys, I I still like the trilogy because the combat is fun, but the little things here and there, like the, the story and the acting and characters, that doesn't gel well. But the good thing is, if they do make a remake, they can correct all these problems. You can have awesome characters, you can fix all the other issues I just mentioned. So I see a lot of potential here, because the universe is cool. It's rich. I don't think it's this, holy shit, you must play these games. I don't think they're that good, but they are solid first-person shooters, and I probably would lean a little bit more towards these than the Killzone games.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think it's a game that's worth a remaster, or do you think it'd be better, a series that's worth a remaster, like a collection, or do you think it would be better just to go ahead and jump into a sequel?
0: No remaster, no sequel. Just do a one hundred percent remake. Change the story around. Okay, just reboot it. Characters, yeah, just reboot it. Keep the whole alien stuff. That's that's all good. I like I like all the the, the characters and not the characters. The uh, the creature designs and all that. Keep all that. That works. But a lot of other things, mm-mm. not not clicking well. Just fix all that. And if you get all that right. This could potentially be PlayStation's Gears of War franchise.
1: Yeah, it's always giving me those vibes.
0: There is a little bit of Locust there, how they you know, convert the people, how they go about doing it. They, they put them in pods and stuff like that. Like That reminded me of the Locust from Gears of War. But yeah, I don't know what else to say here. I'm sorry I'm not giving you an in-depth review for each game. I just wanted to give you guys some quick thoughts. But at the end of the day, don't go out of your way buying a PlayStation 3 just to play these games. I don't think they're that good, but if you have a PlayStation 3 sitting around and you have maybe one or two of the games on your shelf, yeah, give them a go. You're going to have a fun time with it.
1: I'm still hopeful for a remaster because I still want to try these games at some point, but I gave my PS3 to my little sister a long, long time ago. So until that happens, it's not an option.
0: You gotta get on the phone and get it back.
1: (laughs) I think I gave her permission to sell it, and I think either she did it, or we went to GameStop together, and we did it. I I don't know. I know it's gone at this point, but I just don't remember what we did with it.
0: Yeah, I've had systems like that where they just kind of disappeared.
1: Actually, I do remember what happened. Um... I went and picked her up from my mom's, um, and then we went and sold it. And then she got Stardew Valley um, for something. And then I remember I got some game at the time. I don't remember what it was. I think it was just, you know, you know, we had store credit and we were like, fuck it, let's just both buy something. So she got Stardew Valley and I got something else. Maybe it was the Arkham Collection. I don't remember.
0: But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Well, you know what? There was one other game. I'm not going to talk about it in depth, but I'll just mention it. I played the SpongeBob SquarePants Troof or Truth or Square. That's that's the name, wow. yeah. for Square game. I yeah, the one that was the gold game a month ago. I played it,
1: and <sighs> it's not it's not good. <laughs> was it everything that you hoped it would be?
0: It was everything I expected it to be. (laughs) I'll say that. It wasn't good, but it wasn't one of the worst games I've played. But, you know, I'll give it this. They got all the voice actors in it.
1: Okay, well, that's good at least.
0: But it's a really generic, below-average 3D platformer. Uh, The the whole story just revolves around Spongebob trying to remember where he... Uh, put the uh, secret ingredients to the Krabby Patty. Is that what it was? No, no. I don't know. If, it was something. Mr. Krabs gave something him something to put. Lines. Yes. He, Mr. Krabs gave him something to hold on to, and then he puts it in his back pocket, and then he completely forgets where it is, and then he's trying to remember <laughs> where he put it, and then he, he's talking to his friends, and they talk about, like, memories, and then those memories are the levels for the game.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> don't play it, guys. Play um Spongebob Squarepants uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom. I think that's the good one, right? I think so. Yeah. Check that one out. Avoid uh, Trooper Square. All right. Well, I guess that's it for what we're playing. I guess we could just jump straight into the inventory. Oh, boy. We have four news items in the bag this week. Kind of light. And there's a reason for that. Because of our topic. But we'll get to that in a little bit.
1: Is Activision in the news again?
0: They were in the news, but then I removed them from the inventory because...
1: Oh, that's right. You did say that. Never mind.
0: No, no. It's cool. Yeah. There's another Activision lawsuit going on. If you guys want to read about it, well, go on Google. You'll find it.
1: Yeah. It's more of the same.
0: Actually, no, it's really messed up. This There's oh, a really? lot of accusations in this. That are like wow. So, guys,
1: oh god,
0: go read about that. The reason why I'm not bringing it on the show is because we talk about the Activision lawsuits a lot, and I'm sure there's going to be a really big one. Because after reading this, I was like, oh shit, there's something really brewing. I I think there's going to be a massive lawsuit coming.
1: Oh, great,
0: we'll talk about that when the time comes. Hopefully, it doesn't come, but if it does. We'll talk about it, but anyways, number one, that was kind of like number one, but, but <laughs> here's the real number one, uh, CD project red recently announced a new witcher game is in development. Now, most of the information I'm going to be reading comes from the verge and game informer, but yeah, another witcher game is coming now. I don't think it's going to have the same fate as cyberpunk 2077. Indie. Because this game is going to be running on Unreal Engine 5 instead of CDPR's existing in-house Red Engine, the one they've been using, the one that completely messed up Cyberpunk.
1: (laughs) Well, not only that, but, I mean, they know that they fucked up, so they know they have to get this right.
0: Exactly. Uh, Let's see. There's currently no release window for this. Yeah, it's it's most likely still in early development. And release date-wise, if I had to take a guess, 2025,
1: 26. I know the rumor is, like, everybody's been looking at the emblem really closely, and it doesn't seem like it's the, uh, the school of wolves this time around, so everybody's thinking you're going to be playing as a brand-new Witcher, it's in a completely original thing, and you're coming from a different school of Witchers entirely this time out. I'm
0: glad you mentioned that, because CDPR... Uh, when they released that image, they did confirm the medallion they showed is a Lynx. That means there's a new Witcher school. Yes. Uh, the Lynx is mentioned in non-canon stuff. Like there was some uh, was oh, a comic or whatever, wherever they mentioned it, it was not canon. And them confirming that this is a Lynx means they're bringing it into the lore, which is pretty cool.
1: I wonder if it means that, I mean, I can't imagine we'll be playing as Geralt if it's going to be a different witcher school, but I wonder if they're going to be taking this as the opportunity for you to finally create your own character for Witcher.
0: Maybe something like Dragon Age 1, where you can change your uh, species?
1: That'd be kind of cool. Um, I've also seen some rumors that it means that Ciri might be the main character for this game, Um, which I I don't see that being the case, because she's technically not a witcher.
0: Is that his daughter?
1: Uh, Well, uh, basically adopted daughter.
0: Close enough. Yeah, I, I'm not a Witcher fan. I've only played a little of the second game and a little tiny bit of the third one. And I kind of regret that because the third game is considered one of the best like single-player fantasy RPGs ever made. And I feel like I got to give that another shot. So one of these days, I'm going to actually try to play through the entire Witcher 3 game.
1: You know what's funny is that my fandom for Witcher actually comes from the books. Um, I played Witcher 3 first. That was my introduction to Witcher. And I love the series. Can't finish it. My just my ADD takes me all over the place. As soon as my quest log fills up, I just it's inevitable. I fall off of it. Same thing happened with Skyrim. When the TV show came out, and then I saw it was based off the books, I was like, okay, well, let me go listen to the books. At this point, I have listened to the entire series of Audible, and it's a really good story. It's made me want to go back and play Witcher 3, but I know there's also Witcher 1, 2, and 3, and all of the games take place after the books, which is really interesting, because if you were listening to the books first, and then you jump into the games, with the way the books end, the games shouldn't exist interesting so it's 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 really cool um i have no idea where this goes but and i don't know where this rant's going either i just thought it was fun to mention that the books are really good and everybody should go listen to them
0: i really need to play more fantasy games and if i'm if i'm gonna play one it's probably gonna be the witcher 3 I know it gets overwhelming with all the question marks that start popping up on your map. You're like, ooh, what's this? What's that? What's that? Oh, God, there's eight more. I haven't even gotten to the campaign. They just keep coming. I know that's a big issue with that game. But I do a pretty good job at beelining the main story and doing just some side missions Mm -hmm. here and there. So I I think I can avoid all the question marks. Well, not all of them, but I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole and just chase every single one I see. But yeah, look forward to that guys. Like I said, it's going to be a while. So um take a seat and play something else. <laughs> <laughs> Number 2. Jade Raymond's Haven Studios is officially joining the PlayStation family. Their first new IP for PlayStation will be a triple A multiplayer game, which is something Sony desperately needs right now. Like I absolutely love their single player narrative driven games, but my God, do they need to work on their multiplayer arsenal.
1: For those that don't know, what games uh, has Haven made that people might know?
0: I have no idea because I didn't look it up.
1: <laughs> it was funny because I was asking for me. It was like, yeah, what did they do?
0: If you want to look it up, by all means. But
1: Yeah, let me get my phone out real quick. Yeah, that's
0: probably something I should have done, but yeah, I half-assed my research. I was counting
1: on you, buddy, and you, you let me down.
0: Well, I can mention this, though. Predator Hunting Grounds. Not doing it for us, Sony. (laughs) No. No. That is not the multiplayer game we want. Do not work with Ilphonic again. No offense to them. I like Friday the 13th, but they're a real shot in the dark, that developer. So I wouldn't toss all of your eggs in that basket, Sony. Just saying.
1: Apparently Haven's a new studio. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Haven's team includes developers who have worked on games such as The Sims, Tomb Raider, Star Wars Battlefront, and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, it it sounds like it's made up of everybody who's been burned by Ubisoft, EA, or Activision.
0: Channel all that rage and make a great game. (laughs) Right. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure you're going to hear more of these acquisitions from Sony. I really do think they need a first-person shooter. And before we were just talking about resistance, I think this is the time to bring it back. Get that remake going. Number three, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League has been officially delayed. Spring 2023.
1: Are you excited for Suicide Squad?
0: I mean, I like Suicide Squad, the IP from Disney. From Disney. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> From DC. Let's hope Disney doesn't buy them. Um, well, then again you could have Marvel versus DC crossover.
1: Nah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to give Dizzy uh, Dizzy Disney, Disney anything else. You're going to get dizzy talking about Disney. Yeah. I would I would get dizzy if I heard <laughs> Disney bought DC.
0: But to answer your question, I'm worried There's something deep down inside me that's just clawing at me. Every time I get this feeling about a game, something goes wrong. Not every time, but good majority of the time, something happens. Clone Marines. I know that's a bad example. Mm -hmm. Here's a more recent game, Cyberpunk. The thing that worried me about that game before it came out was the story and the writing. I I was like, I have a feeling this isn't going to be that great in that department. I had no idea it was going to be a train wreck under the hood, how the game runs and all that, but something was bothering me with that game. I'm getting those same feelings with this. I'm not questioning Rocksteady's talent, but I can't put my finger on it. There's just something about this game that's waving a, a, flag, a red flag from above my head. It's just,
1: I think I know what it is. I think it's the fact that the gameplay we've seen... Showed every character more or less doing the same thing, which is a third person shooter style thing. It's being made by Rocksteady, but you have another game coming out um, that's DC related, which is Gotham Knights, and that looks more Rocksteady than Justice League does. Yeah. Something's wrong here. Right. It's like you would think that Suicide Squad's being made by WB and Gotham Knights is being made by Rocksteady. Like that's how it looks. But it's the other way around. <sighs> Rocksteady, why couldn't you just make
0: a frickin' Justice League game? Or take the bull by the horns and make a proper Superman game. Be the first one to do it.
1: I don't know if that that's a thing. I don't think that can be done personally. Oh, it can be done. We'll be doing this podcast like ten years from now, and I will still be saying, It can't be done. It can be done, but it would
0: have to be by somebody like um, Quantic Dream. I think we have actually talked about this on the podcast before. Me and Jacques make a narrative-driven Superman game with very little combat. Okay, now that I could see. Like a Telltale-style storytelling game. That's the Superman game. It avoids all of the uh, challenges that they would have to face of making a Superman game. Like, oh, how he's too powerful. I mean, will we have to just throw in Kryptonite all the time? He's indestructible.
1: You don't want a Superman 64 remake?
0: Go to hell. (laughs) Go to hell and bring your Duke controller with you in that game.
1: Well, that's a bit harsh, isn't it?
0: I don't want to talk about that game. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about E.T. I don't want to talk about Jumper Griffin's story.
1: I feel like, collectively, the audience said that with you. Good. So they agree. Take your Duke controller and get the hell out of here. I guess I'll take my controller and go home.
0: But yeah, spring 23. Hang on. It's going to be a while. All right, number four. Rockstar Games introduces GTA Plus. A subscription for Grand Theft Auto Online. Yay! The new membership program was released March 29th, so by the time you're listening to this, uh, it should be live unless something gets delayed. Uh, so yeah, GTA Plus is gonna run you five ninety nine a month, and they're gonna give you like five hundred thousand dollars in GTA money, and a bunch of little perks to go along with that. That's kind of cool. I get why they're doing it. GTA Online makes so much money; it's insane. So let's make more money.
1: How much did you say it was? Five ninety nine a month. Well, it's the same cost as a Twitch subscription. By the way, guys,
0: if you got five dollars <laughs>
1: Or Prime. Or Prime,
0: yeah. Or Prime. You don't have to pay anything. Head on over to our Twitch and hit that subscribe button.
1: Yeah, give us your lunch money.
0: Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> give it to Rockstar. Give it to us. I mean, Rockstar has enough money. Us, on the other hand, well, we don't have Rockstar money. We don't
1: have money. <laughs> don't have money. Don't give it to Rockstar, I beg you. <laughs> a little shameless plug there.
0: Oh, but yeah, I don't know. I know Jason's happy about this because he plays GTA religiously. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get this. A while back, I asked Jason, how much money do you think you spend on GTA?
1: Oh, I think you've told me this.
0: And he said, probably a couple thousand.
1: You know what, though? I mean... Let's let's be honest though. I mean, a couple thousand on a game that's been across three generations at this point. That's not that hard to do if you've been playing it since the beginning. That's still a lot of money. <laughs> I'm actually doing some math real quick. Um just a rough estimate. Uh if you've been playing Destiny since the very beginning and you bought every expansion, every game, um mm-hmm. And like one deluxe edition, you would have spent like $680 on Destiny at this point, too. Not including any micro microtransactions you may have spent on armor or anything like that. So, yeah, actually, that's not that hard to do.
0: I just can't see myself spending thousands of dollars on one game. But that's just um, me. I,
1: mm, I can't. No, I, I could see you doing it. It, it would have to be a specific game. Like, it would have to be like GTA... GTA... Uh, wow. GTA Online... But like imagine D T Jesus Christ, I cannot say. Just GTA say Grand for some Theft reason. Auto.
0: Just just say that. Make yeah. it
1: easier. <laughs> imagine Grand Theft Auto, but you're running around in Coruscant and it's all open world.
0: I'm telling you right now, they can make a Stargate game with microtransactions. I'm not spending a couple thousand dollars on it.
1: I'm talking about over the course of like you said Resistance came out sixteen years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine a Star Wars games of service that has been around for 12 years that releases expansions regularly, like, all these different quests, things you can do like that. Over the course of 12 years, I could, I could see myself doing it. Okay,
0: expansions is one thing. Microtransactions, like the cosmetics and all that shit, that's another thing. Okay, and yeah, now, if
1: it's just cosmetics, no.
0: You know me. I'm a cheap bastard when it comes to these kind of things, and I don't want to give them money unless they absolutely deserve it. See, I was going to give Halo Infinite the 10 dollars battle pass. But eh, what's been going on with them lately? I, I took it back. You're not?: Yeah, me.
1: no, I, I'm not going to buy another battle pass. I, I killed that thing too fast. At this point, I've been so I've bought the battle pass, and it's been done for months now. At this point, they need to give me the second one for free. Anyways. <laughs> You're gonna
0: make me depressed talking about Halo Infinite. I'm just uh It seems like every week we
1: hate on it like more and more aggressively.
0: We started so high when it came out and then it well, I was giving it criticism, but I was still high at the same time. And now it's just kinda wheel all the way down the hill. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. GTA plus five ninety nine. You gonna get it, guys? Let us know down in the comments below or well there's no comments below the uh spotify you know what i mean guys instagram (laughs) twitter discord let us know
1: in the places of where you can reach us all right
0: well that's it for the news told you to be short thank god because some weeks it goes on very long like the one episode i did with ash remember that one Oh, yeah. It just never ended. It's like the entire gaming industry decided to just do everything that one week.
1: We've had too many weeks now where the news was just like, uh, I'll just say it. It's been boring. like It hasn't really been releases. It seems like our news lately has been more drama based. And it's kind of like, can we move on?
0: It's a thing we're working on here at Boundless Gamers, but, you know, some, some weeks we get some good shit. Like, you know, the week I did it with Jacques, we got the Dead
1: Space uh, audio presentation Oh, yeah, dude, that thing. was cool. Um, But, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. Ignore me. I've also been in a kind of a, uh, I'll say a spicy mood today. It's
0: because you were playing Destiny before we came on. That's why
1: you're spicy. No, Destiny was nice. I think it was the fact that I worked today. Yeah, that'll do it. I usually work one Sunday a month, and I've worked two Sundays back-to-back now, so now I'm just kind of like, need my day off.
0: Gotcha. Well, I guess we can move into our topic now. Yay! I'm excited for this. This is a very special one, guys, because it's all about you. That's right. The ones who are listening right now, Brett, Haley, Carrie... The list goes on. I'm not going to name everybody, but we're going to mention them real soon. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing a Q&A this week. We got all your questions. I got them right here. Indy doesn't know some of them, so it's going to be a little bit of a surprise for him.
1: As a matter of fact, I don't think I know most of them.
0: But yeah, guys, we really appreciate all of the support you give us every single week. Yes. You take time out of your busy lives to listen to our bullshit on this show. I can't even begin to describe how that makes us feel. Like deep in our hearts. Like I'm being all softy right now. Like deep in our hearts, like we really appreciate you guys sticking around, commenting, uh watching our Twitch streams and listening to the show. It's just awesome. Thank you. Like thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say thank you enough. Yes. Every member of the Balance Gamers (laughs) loves you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. And don't leave, please.
1: Right. (laughs) I gushed last week, so it's your turn to gush. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And next week, and Jock can gush. All right. Let's get to the questions. We're going to start with Jason. He has two questions for us. What type of video game items or ingredients? would you use to make oatmeal?
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) You gonna throw a little radroach in there, Indy, you know, from the Fallout universe? Maybe
1: pour a little Nuka-Cola in there? Let's see. Okay, I'm having to wrap my head around this question. Is he saying, like, what would we add to it? Or, like, what would we actually use to make it? Uh, Just what extra ingredients
0: would you put in the oatmeal? I think that's what he's asking. Like, from the video game universe. Like, what kind of food... In the game universe. I guess it doesn't have to be food. If you want to kill yourself, you can put whatever you want in there. But
1: Well, I'm trying to think. <laughs> there, there's got to be something in a video game somewhere that I've actually I've wanted to try. Like I've seen this item and it was like, I really want to know what this tastes like.
0: For me, it's Nuca cola but I don't know if I'm going to put that in my oatmeal. That's like pouring soda in your oatmeal. That's, no.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of some kind of berry or something from a game. It's a really tough question. I think Skyrim had something like frostberries in, like, snowy areas. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I've always been kind of curious what that tasted like, if it would, like, give you a cooling sensation, like mint or something like that, so I would probably mix that in just to see what it does. I'd probably put
0: in some of those berries you see on the branches on Horizon Forbidden West, you know, that that, that heal you. Oh, there you go. Pull some of those off, throw it in the oatmeal.
1: Yeah, why not? That are some herbs from Resident Evil, see if they actually heal something. <laughs> oh, God,
0: no, I'm not putting that in there. I don't want anything from the Resident Evil universe. I don't want to catch anything. It might be spiked with the T-virus. All right, let's move on to a second question. Why are there so many flamingos in games now? Is it some kind of conspiracy? I know why he submitted this question. Him and me had this conversation a while back, and I'm the one who actually started it. Between the years 2016 and all the way up to now, 21, 22, I've noticed a lot of flamingos in games, like an overwhelming amount of flamingos, whether it's like a statue, a lamp, a picture, wallpaper, the things you stick on the lawn because I, 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 I've been playing a lot of uh, games between 2016 and 21 recently, and I'm seeing a lot of flamingos all over the place. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And of course, the actual bird itself, too. I see him in some games. There's some sort of a movement here, and I don't know what it is.
1: I have not noticed this.
0: <laughs> Guys, start noticing, because I have a feeling we're going to see more flamingos in upcoming games. But it seems like all these developers just came together and were like, you know what? Let's put flamingos in games and screw with people. Let's see if they notice. It's it is very strange. Like I was just playing Cyberpunk 2077. I saw a flamingo lamp. And I was like, okay. And then an hour later, I see this big, gigantic flamingo statue. I'm like, all right, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing when you when you ask the question, the only thing that came to mind was a mission in Cyberpunk where one of the AIs in the cars, like thinks flamingos are trying to take over the world and the mission literally is you drive through a subdivision and you have to take out every single flamingo
0: are you bullshitting me right now because i didn't play this mission
1: no it's like it's with the taxi cars because you have to get all of his uh ai personalities back because they've gone rogue um there comes a part where, like, you have to take out all of the lawn flamingos in a subdivision. Otherwise, this car will not go home because it is convinced that the flamingos are trying to take over the world or something like that. Okay.
0: So the developers noticed something here. They probably <laughs> are seeing the same thing with other games and they ran with it. So I'm not crazy then. Something's happening in the gaming industry. I don't know <laughs> if I like it. And, and, you know, I just played Hitman 2. And guess what? There's a flamingo mascot you get to hide in because you're at this racetrack and they have, and their big mascot there is a flamingo. So, what the hell's going on? I wonder if anybody else has noticed this. (laughs) This is a great question. I I completely forgot about this when he submitted it. I was like, oh, yeah, the flamingos. That's right. Frick that bird. No, it's a beautiful-looking bird. It's just, it's weird to keep seeing this in video games, like, regularly. At least the ones I'm picking. Seems like I'm picking all the Flamingo games.
1: Well, apparently it's not a trending thing. So I typed in Flamingos in gaming, and there's no article that covers this topic. So, it's, uh, apparently the general public has not caught on yet.
0: Two years from now, we're going to see an article from Jason Schreier, and he's going to talk about the Flamingo conspiracy. <laughs> Uh, All right. But thanks, Jason, for sending us those questions. Had fun with them. But let's move on. Next up is George. One of our old Battlefront buddies. He gave us two questions. And the first one is an old question that's asked many, many times. Every gamer has gotten this question at least once. What's your favorite game of all time?
1: Hmm.
0: Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I respect it. Because I love that game now. <laughs> For me?
1: Oh,
0: I got to go with Kong Country 2, Diddy, Diddy's Kong's Quest. I got to go with that. I just Ooh. absolutely love that game. I loved it back in the day on the Super Nintendo. And fast forward to the Nintendo Switch with the Super Nintendo app on there still love it still got the same feeling for it nice I don't know what it is about that game and I love the first one the first Donkey Kong Country is great and all but Diddy and Dixie something happened in there not in that way that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> but they are actually well they are girlfriend and boyfriend actually in this series so there you go I used to think they were brother and sister but I was that's what off. I thought yeah because i was like oh they're both kongs yeah that's his sister nope it's his girlfriend i was debating between that or the last of us part (laughs) two two opposite ends of the stick one's very kitty the other one is uh horrifying
1: what's like my two are either gonna be bloodborne or ocarina of time like it's it's gonna be one of those two. It's like is your it it feels like your adult version is competing with your inner child as far as what is your favorite game of all time.
0: So yeah, Diddy's Kong's Quest, that's my game. I still need to play that one. No, don't no don't well, like I I, I don't no, tell me that. That's the
1: thing though is that I growing up with the Super Nintendo, I didn't have a whole lot of games for it, and we actually never had any of the Donkey Kong Country games. I didn't even play, like, the first Donkey Kong Country all the way through until the Super Nintendo Mini came out, and then me and Ash co-opted it and beat it over the course of a week. And we would have played two, but two isn't on there, so now it's, it's on the Switch.
0: Now. Two and three is on Switch. Oh, no, you mean the Mini. Oh, you mean the Super... Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Mini. My bad.
1: Because um, we had the Super Nintendo controllers, so it felt like playing it on the Super Nintendo back in the day. And now... I don't know, playing on the Switch, it just it doesn't hit the same, I guess? I don't know, but I do plan on going through it one day.
0: Oh, I'm going to make you play the second game now.
1: You shouldn't have told me that. Oh, you're talking about Last of Us 2 or Donkey Kong Country 2? Both. You're going to have there's... to play both of them. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time.
0: Right. <sighs> All right, let's, let's move on to George's second question, because we have a lot here. There's a ton of questions, and thank you so much for giving us this many because i was expecting maybe like six or seven there's at least like 13 14 questions here george's second question is who is your favorite character of all time and why i'm
1: gonna let you answer first so i have time to think about it revan your turn shit well he said and why
0: it's revan from knights of the old republic and why because he's a badass character. I love his origin story. I love Niseo Republic. Some days I kind of lean towards Kreia. But I always go back to Revan. When you think of me back in the day, like on the Xbox 360, everybody used to call me Revan. I'm the Revan. I'm Revan. The closest you're going to get to having an action figure of me is you're going to have to go buy a Revan figure. That There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I just fell in love with this character. I love everything about him. I really hope Disney does it the right way, because it's going to happen. Like, Revan's coming. He's coming to Disney at some point. They're going to make a show. They're going to make a movie. They're going to do something with him. But yeah, I've always had a man crush for the Revan character since 2005. I hope I gave you enough time to think of an answer,
1: Indy. You did. Um, I think mine is the Master Chief. Okay. All right. I respect that and i mean reason why um, he's been very consistent across all six games i mean even if the quality of the games hasn't been consistent the character himself master chief, like steve downs he's just, he just he does the role so perfectly and any time you get a piece of dialogue from chief it's it um, i don't want to say it feels precious but he talks so little that when he actually talks or opens up about anything, you just get another glimpse into his character. Mm. So, on screen, like on the games and everything, every single interaction with Chief matters in some way, shape, or form. Right. And then, if you've read the books, how he acts in, like in the books with Blue Team and other Marines that, you know, he just, he he's so far above, Um, I don't know, I, you really respect his character because you can tell every time he's written that he really feels like it's his responsibility to make sure that not just, you know, his Spartans come home, but that everybody comes home in the books. If he loses a Marine, he feels it that it's, it's rare. You see those kinds of characters where it's like, he's a super soldier, but you can tell he feels that weight as well. Um, So yeah, without going too far in depth about Halo lore, by the (laughs) way, fuck the show. Um, Master chief, that's
0: a good answer. I was worried you're going to pick some obscure character from like the 90s that nobody's ever heard of, but I should have assumed immediately you are going to pick Master Chief. I mean, it makes sense. You're a big Halo guy. It's got to be the Chief.
1: Well, it came down to Chief or Shepard, one or the other.
0: See, the thing about Shepard, he's a really cool character, but he's different for everybody. Master Chief is Master Chief. There's no different versions of it. Well, if you want to include the TV show, there is a different version of Master Chief, but for the most part,
1: Same across the board. And I'll rant about the show the next time I'm on the show. We're not going to do that right now because we're only one episode in. And I'll actually, I will watch it for the sake of the podcast so I can bitch about it. But that'll be a later date. (laughs) The next question
0: is from Carrie. And this one I'm actually going to let Indy read because he knows what it is.
1: Uh, Well, I don't have my phone in front of me, but I remember what the question was. It was, are you a big boob guy or a small boob guy, is what I think it was. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm just kind of like, do I have to make a choice? I mean, boobs are boobs, and they are treasures, and <laughs> yes, any and all. Boobs are welcome.
0: Yeah. If I had to... See, it, it's a straight-up question. It's either the left side or the right side, but if it was me, I'd pick something in the middle. Exactly. She wants to know big or small. I'm not going to give her an answer. Titties are titties. See, if I answer this, someone's going to get upset. And I don't want to <laughs> do that. So my answer is in the middle. I know I'm kind of skinning around your question a bit, Carrie, but I'm going to put in the middle. That's that's what I prefer. Not too big, not too small, but at the end of the day, all are great.
1: It's <laughs> a safe answer. <laughs>
0: Next up is Brett. He has two questions. First one is, have any of you ever played Command and Conquer? Yes. Yes. Only ones I've played are on the 360. Same. Tiberium Wars. I think that's one of them, right? Tiberium Wars and yep. Big Red. Is that the name of it?
1: I don't know. I remember there was something red, but wasn't Big Red Call of Duty 2? Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Call of Duty 2 Big Red. It was a PlayStation 2 game.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: I played two Command & Conquers on the 360, and I think I beat the third one. Yeah, the, the Command & Conquer 3 Tiberium Wars. I think that's the full title. If that's not the subtitle, I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm I'm trying to remember a game I played, like, 14 years ago.
1: I remember I played Command & Conquer 3 because I was coming off of Halo Wars, and I loved Halo Wars. Like, I want to play more of these games, which led me to playing Tom Clancy's End War, Command & Conquer 3. Um, I remember booting up Command & Conquer 3, then Michael Ironside was up, like... <laughs> Michael Ironside popped up on the screen with his live actions. Of like, actually him behind or in front of a horrible fucking green screen i'm like this looks like a very bad sci-fi original but i'm into it
0: (laughs) yeah it was very interesting that they decided to go with live action cutscenes i was like huh all right but maybe they should have put a little bit more effort into the uh background green screens it was pretty bad right even for 2007 and 8 it was pretty bad
1: like, it felt like the beginning to, like, time crisis in a 90s arcade, like, that's the kind of cinematic you were getting at the beginning of their level.
0: Oh, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, very little Command and Conquer from me. Um, haven't played it since. His second question is, any PC gamers in the Ballast Gamers crew?
1: That would be me. I am yeah. the, <laughs> the one and only PC gamer, and I am a fairly new PC gamer at that.
0: He probably wants to know what kind of rig you got.
1: Um, I'm rocking an HP Omen. It was $987 from Best Buy. It was pre-built. Um, the only thing that I have done to it as far as expanding things is I added another 16 gigs of RAM, so that puts me at 24, and I have a um, terabyte hard drive uh, external attached to it. That's about all the modifications I've made to it.
0: When it comes to PC tech, uh, I'm just like, uh-huh, okay, yeah, 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 a terabyte. Faster and, uh, and
1: more memory, it's Mike. It's
0: fast, more RAM. All right, I got it. <laughs> you know what? I was going to answer this question, but I'll answer it at another time. And there's a reason for that. Just stick with me; you'll you'll know at some point. All right. Next question is from Haley. Haley's from Two Piece. Great uh, crew over there. Uh, it's Haley and um, forget a friend's name, Allie. Allie, thank you. I'm terrible with names, guys. <laughs> I can't remember anybody's names. I forget my name sometimes. No, I'm not that bad, but yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes he introduces himself as Revan and he thinks he is Revan. Other days, he's Mike.
0: Well, part of me is Revan, so it's kind of true. (laughs) But yes, Haley has uh, three the Three questions in one. Yes, Haley has three (laughs) questions in one. What got you guys into streaming? How long do you plan on streaming? And what's your favorite things to stream? Now, I don't stream, so this is all indie right now. So I'll, I'll pass the mic over to him.
1: As far as what got me into streaming, I mean, I, I'd always looked at it from afar like it was something that I wanted to try and then became a member of the balanced Gamers roster and... It was always something I've, I've always had the backbone is like, what are things that I can contribute to like expanding our platforms that we're on? And then in December I caught COVID, which meant that I was automatically out for 10 days from work. So (laughs) that meant a lot of time at home, quote unquote recovering, um, which it was like two to three days of a cough. And then the rest of it was just, you know, waiting to go back to work. So one of the days, I was like, you know, fuck it, let's stream. Um, so I did it, and I had a lot of fun with it. We started off streaming The Forest, because I love that game. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, that's actually how I found Two Peas, because there was one night after streaming. I was like, you know, let me see who else is playing The Forest. Let me just, let me see how other people are playing this game. Let me see if I can emulate parts of it for the stream. And then I actually came across Two Peas, because they were playing it. And Haley and Allie had just such good chemistry as streamers. They were really fun to watch. I was laughing. They were really good at just, you know, talking with their chat. Um and here we are a few months later and they're like friends of the show. I show up in their streams all the time. They're really good people, and they're actually they invited me to be a part of their clan in Destiny. So I love the fact that like we made this friendship from streaming. So that's that was the start was just trying to expand our presence on the internet and trying to find more ways to drive traffic to the podcast. As far as how long, um, I guess I'll speak for all of us. We plan on streaming. I don't. I mean, everybody's different. Um, I know some of us get burned out faster than others. Some of us like we'll just randomly be like, hey, you know what? I just want to stream today. Um, it changes, um, as far as how long we plan on doing it. I mean, I plan on doing it until I get bored with it or until I just, I don't like doing it anymore, but I don't see that happening for a long time because I mean, I kind of mentioned this last week for me streaming out is hanging out with friends. I mean, it's playing games or just chatting, um, me the whole reason that I do this is because I love meeting new people, I love making connections, especially with good people because there's so much toxicity out there in the world to surround yourself around positive people and making good friends that's that's really what it's all about and I haven't had that feeling since probably two thousand five two thousand six when I first got on Xbox Live and like met guys like Mike and Jacques and our old battlefront clan, so it's been a it's been a really cool experience. Um, As far as my favorite things to stream, um, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I like playing indie games because they're different, but I, as we've played more and more, I feel like those are games that I more enjoy playing on my own time. I've actually had a lot of fun playing competitive games like Destiny and things like that. Um, I don't know why, but I've had a lot of fun. Playing games like Destiny or Elden Ring, when Evo starts, I plan on streaming some Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat and getting into fighting games. So we'll see where it goes. As far as I like streaming, it changes on every stream. So hopefully that answered the question.
0: But yeah, thanks, Haley. And uh, thank you, Brett, Jason, George. So far, these questions have been pretty
1: good. I like the boob question. That one was really nice. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, that was a great one. I just want to say, I was staring at my uh, picture of Lady D and Harley Quinn on my wall the whole time the Oh my the god. Side.
0: It's funny you mention that. I am looking at a nice artwork drawing of Harley Quinn right now. <laughs> it's right in front of me. It's right next to Moon Knight.
1: Titties are never that far away from the Boundless Gamers.
0: All right, let's keep the train moving. Uh, let's see... <laughs> Next, we have Jim. Okay. He has two questions. First question is, what is your least favorite NECA figure? Oh. I didn't put much thought into this question before the show, (laughs) so I'm going to have to pull something out of thin air. I don't think this is my least favorite, but I recently sold it because it was annoying the hell out of me and I didn't want it in my collection anymore. And that was the Agent 47 Hitman figure that NECA put out back in 2006. I was missing some of the accessories. I didn't have the original stand, which is a big problem, because back in 2006, NECA made those half-action figure, half-statue kind of figures. So the waist down, it's just a statue. There's no knee articulation, nothing like that. So. The issue with this figure is he's in a walking pose. So even if you have a stand for this, he's going to fall over. Now, maybe you got to get one of those like those uh, flight stands where it has like a clamp and it grips him on the waist and stuff and it won't fall over. But if you use one of those traditional stands, it doesn't really work with this figure. And he was constantly knocking my other figures down. And I was just like, you know what? You're worth a decent amount of money. So I'm just going to sell your ass. (laughs) Get out of my collection. Stop knocking my shit over. Now, some of you might be saying, oh, you could have just put it away and put it in a drawer or in a bag and store it in a box. Like, yeah, like,
1: I'd rather just have the money at that point. I don't own a whole lot of NECA figures personally. Um, Ash has a lot more than I do. Um, And most of it's all the aliens line. Um, as far as me looking around my office and seeing what NECA figures I do have, I have one, and that's the Xeno from Alien 3, the, the dog one. So, I actually really like that one, so I'm not gonna complain about that one.
0: Oh, really? Okay. That has a hard time standing up. You have to get some special stands for that thing. Well,
1: like, um, I have it on the very top of a, th- uh, I guess it, I'm using it as a four-tiered shelf, um over my monitors and the very top one has um, individual like bars across. So okay. I was actually able to wedge his fingers into one of the bars like that in the front and then put his legs in the back. So he actually supports himself by his fingers being wedged in the bar. So he's kind of peeking over. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Yeah. So that, that works. However, there are two figures that I can't stand in my collection um, for the same reason that you sold your other ones, I won't sell these because I love the models. The models are great, but they don't fucking stand up and a swift breeze will knock them over um and it's the McFarlane uh Halo Jackal. And Grunt from Halo Reach. Oh,
0: yes. I've seen a review for these things. Yeah, they don't stand up well at all. No, and it
1: sucks because the models are fantastic. Like, I want to take them in the backyard and do some toy photography with them, (laughs) but they do not fucking stand up for anything. Like... The Grunt is wedged against the Mewtwo amiibo, and the Jackal is leaning against the Brute McFarlane figure, which does stand up. So it's like, it's cleverly disguised, but they are not standing on their own in any way. So those would be my two least favorite, not for models' sake, but for stability. Um, If we were talking about the models themselves, um, I don't know, there really aren't many figures that I own that I don't like the models for.
0: In my collection, I want stuff that looks cool that I appreciate. I'm not going to get something where it's like, yeah, it looks like shit. I'm going to put it on the shelf, yeah.
1: Yeah, typically I don't buy it if it looks like shit, to be honest. But that leads
0: to the second question. Let me uh, read that. What is your favorite non-NECA action figure? You know my answer. Revan. Yeah, it's Revan. Got the man boner for
1: Revan. This is another thing that changes, uh, for me, because I have several figures in here that aren't NECA, obviously, and I also have some 3D-printed things that I've printed off that I really like, um, like, I have a 3D-printed bust of Carrie Fisher, um, in her Slave Leia outfit, which is also a Gradient, um, because I was using Gradient Filament for that, that's one of my favorites. Nice. But, the favorite item in my collection right now is actually one that... I texted you about and I was debating back and forth and back and forth like should I get this thing should I not get this thing Um, and it's a four pack of all Ninja Turtles in black and white and it's a four pack of the figures in their original art style Um, and the packaging is literally a pizza box. (laughs) <laughs> like, the the very top is a pizza ticket that says Leonardo, Michelog- or Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael exclusive But it's a pizza ticket Like, it's on that paper And they all have, like, individual slashes next to it It's like, one, 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 one And when you open it up, I mean, it's, it's the turtle figures It's the classic figures in black and white So that is my favorite piece in my collection right now And I'll post it in the Discord later so you guys can see it
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Real quick, when I said Revan, I'm talking about the Star Wars Black series six-inch scale Darth Revan figure. Love it to death. And I have some amazing things in my collection, like the NECA Alien Queen, and uh, I got the NECA DC 2-packs that were San Diego Comic-Con exclusives that are pretty rare, like it has Batman in there and a Joker-painted alien xenomorph. Awesome shit. But Gotta go with Revan. Always. And (laughs) the bust you sent me, the Revan bust, high on the list. It's in my top ten. I love that thing.
1: As a bonus, I'll go ahead and give my favorite Black Series figure. Um, And that is all for the Mandalorians that I currently own. So I have Django, I have Classic Boba, I have Mandalorian in his armor before it was upgraded, and I have the Heavy Mando. Man, I want to talk about this more, but... I know, I right? You. On. This was a bad question for you and I specifically, because we'll go on a tangent about collectibles for a while.
0: At some point, I think we're going to do a part two with toy collectibles. Hell yes. It's coming. I, I feel it. I don't know when, but we're going to make that happen.
1: Once our collections have grown even more and it's time for an update?
0: Oh, I got so much shit I didn't even talk about in that one episode. Jeez. Half an hour is not enough. No. All right. We're going to move on to the last two questions. And these come from Brandon. Brandon from the Gram Slam podcast. He has a great show. He recently did an episode about burnout. And we did one, too. Go check that out. And go check his out. And when I was listening to Brandon's, he... Really poured his heart out in it. You talked about the hardships of doing a podcast and all that. Yeah. It's a great episode. Guys, really go check out his shit, Gram Slam Podcast. Give him a follow and uh, tell him uh, we sent you over there. But he asked two questions. If you could take any classic movie from the 90s or before that and make it into a legit game that would be a new gaming franchise, what would it be? It can't be a movie that's had a game prior to today.
1: Mm. So movie in the nineties or prior and then make a game out of it?
0: That hasn't been done before. So for instance, we me give you an example. Stargate. There's been Stargate games in the nineties. There was the Super Nintendo one and
1: Yeah, I think there's an RTS too.
0: I was thinking about Moon Knight, but there wasn't a Moon Knight movie in the 90s or, or prior to that.
1: I'm, I'm struggling, because like every time I'm like, you know what, that one. And I'm like, no, actually, even if it was just like a random, obscure game, a game was made. Because originally I was thinking it'd be cool to have a Jaws game where you play as Chief Brody, but there was a Jaws game that was made.
0: I got it. I'm surprised was I didn't that? think of this. There has never been a Time Machine video game based off H.G. Wells' story. Never. I don't think so. Watch, someone's going to send me a message. Oh, well, on the PC back in right. 1993. I've never heard of this. Frick that game, if it exists. I want a proper one. Just just give me the opportunity to sit in the machine and pull the lever and go through time.
1: You know what? I got one. Um, give me a Waterworld game. I have a feeling that exists on Super Nintendo or something. You might be right, but you know what? I'll look it up. We'll, we'll fact check it right now because I would want it made by Avalanche, the same guys that did the Mad Max game. That's a good pick. Huh. Yep, there was a Waterworld video game for the Virtual Boy. Oh, we're not gonna count that. I'm sorry.
0: We're uh, not counting oh, wait, the wait, Virtual Boy. wait, wait, Boy. wait,
1: There was um unpublished versions for the Mega Drive, Genesis, and Sega Saturn.
0: No, that doesn't count.
1: But it released for the Super Nintendo and Virtual Boy.
0: No, that doesn't count. Super Nintendo doesn't count? You said unofficial. Those were unofficial. No, it games? was
1: unofficial on the Sega Genesis, um, and the Saturn, and it was one other thing. But on the Virtual Boy and Super Nintendo, apparently it did release.
0: Oh, okay. I wasn't gonna count the Virtual Boy, but now you said Super Nintendo. All right.
1: Yeah, I missed the Super Nintendo the first time, but apparently oh, okay. it was right before that. Uh, that line. So Waterworld's out. And see, I want to say the thing, but. Xbox released a game for the thing, so that's out too.
0: What about Event Horizon? You like Event Horizon? Didn't see it. Well, how about this? We'll go to his second question to give you time. Yeah, I'll keep
1: that one in the back burner.
0: Yeah. Give you a little time to think about that. That's a really good question though, Brandon. Shit. Yeah. I I should have uh, thought about it before the show. (laughs) All right, number two. If you had the opportunity to grow Boundless Gamers podcast into a full-end gaming show, kind of like G4 has done, who is the two people of celebrity status you choose as two additional hosts?
1: As in, like, who, what celebrities do we get to join us?
0: Yeah, what, for instance, let's say we can get Olivia Munn on our show.
1: I don't know that I would want anybody else. To
0: be perfectly honest... Alright, I'm going to play the game. Give me Christopher Walken and Olivia Munn.
1: That's my answer. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if I were just to pick two celebrities to kind of co-host with us, I would want to make sure it's somebody who doesn't have such a, like, a huge ego or something like that. You know what? Um, I'll take Paulie Shore, because I feel like he'd be fun. I'm trying to think of somebody else who's actually played games or that I know plays games.
0: Yeah, at least Olivia Munn has played video games. I don't know about Christopher Walken.
1: Probably not. Uh Polly Shore and Jack Black. Alright, yeah. Why not?
0: Jack Black's gonna join the uh <laughs> Balanced Gamers crew. He does play games, so. He does. At least we can get something out of him. Pauly Shore would be like yeah, Super Nintendo!
1: It's like, no, we're not talking about
0: that. But to go back to his first question,
1: have you thought of any game? Or I I can't think of any. To be perfectly honest, I'm drawing a blank, man. Because every single one that I, would, I... I would want a few modern games from some of these franchises, but games for them do exist. The one I keep coming back to is Jurassic Park. Like I want a modern Jurassic Park game, but I think it's also because I just have a overwhelming desire to get a modern dino crisis.
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. The Jurassic Park Telltale game didn't do it for me. This was before Telltale got good, so it was the old Telltale shit, so... Ugh. And then, of course, you have all the park builders, but that's not my thing. I don't want to build a park. Yeah, I want a first-person or a third-person over-the-shoulder game where you're trying to survive on the island. Good story. Great graphics. Dinosaurs running around.
1: You know what? I'm looking around my office, and I have a... kind of a statue of the Iron Giant. A telltale sequel to the Iron Giant where he comes back, and you have to make decisions on how to hide him and stuff like that. That would be cool. So, I'll say that because I know there's not been an Iron Giant game.
0: Actually, someone's going to tell us. In
1: 1994... (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to fact check myself again, so... Or Either that or a survival horror game uh, based off of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds.
0: That's kind of already happened. It's bad. I played it. It's on the Xbox one.
1: Right, but I mean like a hardcore survival War of the Worlds. Like, there is no fighting. There is strictly hiding and resource management.
0: I can be down for that. But yeah, that's it. That's all the questions we got. Nice, I like those. I was waiting on Sean's. He said he was going to give them to me before the show, but that didn't happen. But yeah, great questions. I love them all, except for the Flamingo one. (laughs) Just because you reminded me of Flamingos being in games, and that almost put me in some sort of a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this was really fun. I think we should definitely do this again. Agreed. Because uh, I like getting the listeners involved, and this is... Probably the best way we've done it so far in the show.
1: this is also the um the biggest response we've gotten when we've asked for stuff like this, Mhm-hmm, yeah, we're special <laughs> we're getting more and more special um however, that sounds
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's time for surprise mechanics, oh yeah right. we were at that point of the show already, but we're here now, for all you new listeners. surprise mechanics (laughs) is when Indy and me bring something completely random to the table. Both of us don't know what the other has up their sleeve. For instance, we could talk about a funny story. I could talk about what movie I watched recently or maybe we'll share a dark personal secret about ourselves. (laughs) You never know. It literally can be about anything. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So that's why we call it Surprise Mechanics. Andy, what's your surprise mechanic this week?
1: So I have a hypothetical for you. Hit me. You have to choose between one of these two things. Uh-huh. You have to be transformed into either a vampire or a werewolf. The conditions of both are it is impossible to die by... Um, old age. You, you have been given immortality at your current age, so that means whatever death that you arrive at will be some form of a murder or violence. Like, you will not go out peacefully. But, hmm. what way do you choose to live the rest of your life? Do you choose to live with a nonstop bloodlust that must be satisfied from time to time Or do you find yourself a way to prepare yourself for every single full moon so that you don't hurt anybody? And this is a case where it's not a case where you have to see the full moon. It's that you will will transform every single full moon, regardless of if you see it or not. You have to figure out a way to lock yourself in a cage or in a basement or something like that for the duration of that night Mm -hmm. to make sure you don't hurt anybody. I'm going
0: to go with the wolf, man. Just because I'm already halfway there. I'm very hairy. <laughs> my arms are just full of hair. My back, my chest, my legs. Every possible place you can imagine. So, why not? I, I don't want to, like, be Dracula and have to actively go after people because you have to. You have no choice with Dracula.
1: So, I'll, I'll add this. Um, we'll say for the first hundred years or so or something among those lines you you crave human blood but as time goes on you learn to supplement it with um animal blood like you can hunt on deer and stuff like that but there is going to be a curb
0: (laughs) i don't want any part of that at least with wolfman i could build some crazy vault and i can't escape it and just stay down there and play games it'd be hairy Scratch. And how at the ceiling. With Dracula, I I feel like there's just no way around it. Something's going to be in pain. Mm. So, yeah, that's my answer.
1: (laughs) Good answer. Short surprise mechanic, but I thought it was a good question.
0: Now, Jacques probably would go with Dracula if he was here.
1: That would be my answer.
0: Yeah. Probably wants to fly around like a bat.
1: I, again that's why uh, i would choose the vampire
0: nah i'd rather go into wolverine rage wolfman mode every once in a while i just feel like i can contain that
1: great right. so what's yours Indy?
0: remember earlier in the show when we were talking about pc gamers and stuff like that and i said hey I'll, I'll talk about that later well that's part of my surprise mechanic Okay. I've decided to jump into the PC gaming universe. Like, I want to be a part of it. I want to get involved with Steam. I want to get involved with the Epic Game Store.
1: I want to be in that ecosystem. Oh, my God. The amount of games you're about to start beating on Steam is going to be insane. Here's the thing.
0: My laptop, it can basically run 360 games, if that. Okay. That's all it can do. So I'm like, all right, well, at some point I'm gonna have to get something. So I decided to do some research, looked into some gaming laptops and you know, PC desktop builds, all that shit. And I'm like, man, this shit's expensive. (laughs) We're talking about anywhere between seven hundred to like thousands of dollars. I'm like, no, that's that's not happening. So I was like, "Ah, whatever. Let me just think about it, and I'll figure something out. So I go lay down in my bed thinking like, okay, what game do I want to play? Eh, let me grab my Switch. So I grabbed the Switch, and I started playing uh, Bowser's Fury. And I finally beat it, by the way. Nice. I'll save that for another time. I have some thoughts about that game. But anyway, yeah. While I was playing that, I just decided to like, you know what? Let me go on YouTube. Watch some YouTube. You know what the first video they recommend to me on YouTube? Andy
1: something along the lines of what PCs right for
0: you? Digital Foundry Steam Deck review.
1: That oh. was literally the
0: first video. And the, the weird thing about this is I don't see them pop up in my feed very often. Like, I'm subscribed to them, but they're not always there. Right. So my devices were listening to me. They put Steam Deck in front of me, so I was like, alright, well, let me watch this thing. Let me watch the review. It's like a 30-minute video. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, Huh, Steam Deck. And then I was just playing the Switch, and I'm like, they never put out a Switch Pro, and I wanted a Switch Pro. So the gears start moving around in my head, and I'm like, right, do I want to get a Steam Deck? And I, I, I sat down and I thought about it for a few minutes. I'm like, I think I want to get a Steam Deck. <laughs> so I, I, I went on a binge watching other videos, and the more I watched, I'm like, I want to get this thing. This thing sounds like amazing. Like I have a the power of a PC, and it's like a mid range PC. Like it's a very yeah. powerful device. This thing can play games like Death Loop and shit, modern games, God of War, whatever. Like it, this thing has the power to run that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, should I reserve it? Because the waiting list is long. I think right now it's after Q3. Oh shit! So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna just gonna bite the bullet. I'm I'm gonna reserve this thing, see what happens. And then a week later, I started putting a little Steam money into the wallet. So now I'm in. Now now I'm in at this point. I'm gonna be getting a Steam deck. That's awesome, dude. Now I pre ordered the, well pre registered whatever the hell they're calling it. The 256 gigabyte model has the SSD okay. in it, comes with a nice carrying case. I think all three versions come with that, which, by the way, the carrying case for this thing, it's not cheap. It's expensive. Like, this is a like a $50 kind of thing. Oh, wow. It is very fancy. Like, it's not cheap. That's what everybody says in the reviews. But that version costs like around, what, $529? That's the one I picked. The third okay. tier is 649 and the first one's 399 Now, you might be thinking, well, why didn't you just go for the first one, Mike? Well, that only has 64 gigabytes, and there's no SSD drive built into it. Oh. Uh, but you can get an SD card in there, like a really good one that the runs games fast. You can get that and get up to one terabyte. So that's what some people are doing. They're getting the $400 one and just doing that. So, yeah, I- I'm going to be getting one. I'm so excited for that. The cool thing is about the Steam Deck, it's not just a portable handheld gaming device. This actually has a built-in PC Linux desktop. You can actually run programs like Audacity and just do everything you would do with a normal oh, wow. laptop. So it is a laptop built into a handheld. So if you're looking for a backup computer or whatever and you love to game, this is a pretty good option. And it's, a, and it's so much cheaper than some of these gaming machines. That's what uh, Digital Foundry and some others were saying. Like You're getting one powerful device for just around $500-ish. Like That's incredible. Now, the battery life for this thing is between two to eight hours, depending on what you're doing. Right. So if you're running, let's say God of War, for instance, on max settings, 60 frames per second, like high resolution, all the bells and <laughs> whistles are on, going it's die. probably only going to get two hours. But if you're playing something with reduced um things like 30 frames or whatever you're gonna get a little bit more time and digital foundry did say i think it was digital foundry maybe it was somebody else like they they tested cuphead out on that thing just to see how much time they could get on it a little over seven hours okay that's fine so if you're wanted for like indie games and shit you're gonna get a decent amount of time on it but I'm gonna get the accessories. I'm gonna get like a, a battery pack. I'm gonna get extra stuff. I'm gonna get some screen protectors. I'm gonna do all that stuff. Yeah, that's my surprise mechanic. Getting the Steam Deck.
1: More people to play Phasmophobia with. Yeah,
0: there you go. There you go. And guys, <laughs> this thing can run tons of generations. Just saying. Not saying do that, but this thing can run them.
1: Can have a GameCube on there. <laughs> Somebody has a working
0: PlayStation Three on there.
1: I mean, I believe it. All you got to do is if it can down, if it can run com, like programs, all you need is an emulator. Yeah.
0: I I can't wait. It's what I'm looking for. And if my laptop dies, I can just boot up Audacity on the Steam Deck connected to a monitor or a 4K TV. There you go. Yeah. But by the way, this thing can output 4K and even up to 8K holy shit powerful beast and we've come a long way in handheld gaming yes it was just perfect timing like they knew like the google knew what I wanted I wanted a switch pro and I wanted a gaming PC and they gave me something in the middle Steam Duck. It, showed that it right is really
1: eerie when your devices do that, though. Like, you, you haven't searched it, you haven't even done anything, but you've had a conversation about it or something like that. And then I'll like, say, hey, uh, look at this thing that you were <laughs> only thinking about. Like, okay, why and how? I'm going to try and use
0: all of my rewards stuff, like Prize Rebel, uh, Microsoft rewards, Fetch Qu- Fetch rewards. I'm a part of all these things to get Amazon cards or whatever. I'm going to use all Mm -hmm. this shit to try to pay off the Steam Deck. Oh, nice. And I'm going to show you guys that it it is possible to purchase one of these consoles with just saving up things from reward apps and shit like that. Because I've done it before, but I'm going to prove it to you guys that it can be done because I'm a part of the Microsoft rewards Reddit page and people on there all the time are showing I bought my Series X with my microsoft savings and didn't spend a dime on it thing that sucks is a lot of these reward programs i'm a part of they um they have amazon cards and shit like that and that's what i usually get i I just get the amazon cards put in my account problem is they don't sell steam cards so what i've been doing lately is asking some guys hey are you buying psn credit or Or Xbox soon? And they're like, yeah, I am. I'll be like, hit me up. I'll get you the car with my Amazon gift funds. Just send me a Steam card to match it.
1: So there's another way around that. Um, And and I've done this before. Um, Because I've done the same thing where, like, I've won an Amazon card or something from work or something among those lines. Um, you're right. You can't get Steam cards, but what you can get is you can get digital GameStop cards, which you can turn around and then use at GameStop to get Steam cards. I'm going to cut you off there. I tried doing that, or I was about to do that, but apparently Valve
0: doesn't allow that anymore. You can't use really? GameStop trade-in credit or gift card funds towards Steam cards. I even contacted GameStop to ask them that, and they directly told me that they... Got word from Valve and Google, because they're talking about Google Play cards as well. You can't do that anymore. You can't go on Amazon wow. and buy a GameStop card or a Best Buy card and use it to buy Steam cards. It doesn't work. That's some shit. So that's why I'm doing this workaround where I'm like, hey, is there something you want on Amazon? Uh you want that? Okay, I have the gift card funds. Let me buy it for you. Get me a Steam credit.
1: That's how I'm working That it. That, like, legit pisses me off a little bit, because I've been doing that for, like, months. Can't do it anymore for Steam cards. I hate to burst your
0: bubble. All right, well, I guess that's it. I got nothing else. I'm tired. And, uh, yeah, we're actually ending at a good time. This is what I was trying to aim for. So that's perfect. Nice. But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. We appreciate all the love you've been giving us, especially all the questions you gave us for this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, We had a great time with our topic, like I said before. Probably going to do this again down the line, because I'm sure you guys have more crazy questions for us. But, uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Uh, Indy, do you have any closing comments before I, uh, I don't know, steer the ship out of here? Long live the Duke
1: controller. And on that note, I'm (laughs) Indy.
0: Nope. Nope. You ain't getting away with it that fast. Nope. That's not happening. Do controller. You know what? Here we go. I've been thinking about this for a while. I think at some point we need to do a topic just for game controllers. Here's a fun fact. Me and Jock did that way back during the early days of the show, and it was removed. Because there was kind of like two topics. In the show and uh, we listened to it and the game controller discussion wasn't great. They just we kind of half asked it was rushed mm. and it was like, eh, should we cut this? And he's like, yeah, we should cut it. I was like, all right. I don't remember which episode it was, but it's one of the older ones. It is on our uh, topic uh, list that we have. It's there and I think we should give that a round too.
1: Yeah, we can agree, we can disagree, and we can talk about how furry controllers um are an abomination and should not be entered for a giveaway. Um, yeah, I look forward to that t- uh, conversation. Guys, look up the uh, Sonic Xbox <laughs> Series S. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, it comes with furry controllers. One's Knuckles, one's Sonic. The actual console itself? Looks pretty cool. It's got Sonic and Knuckles on it with the ring and everything. But the controllers look like Wookies that went to go dye their hair.
1: And that, that was another news topic that was supposed to stay out of the show, but we started talking yep. about controllers, so I just it, <laughs> it felt right to plug it. If anybody
0: uses those controllers while they're eating, like if you're eating Doritos oh, and you're using the Sonic furry controller, you are a crazy man or gal.
1: Bro, I'm just imagining like super sweaty Halo players or Call of Duty players with that controller. Just That controller is going to stink after a while. Whoever wins that,
0: if they're smart, they should sell it on eBay for like four grand because some Sonic crazy fan's going to buy it. That's what I would do. As, as cool as it would be to have, I'd sell that shit in a heartbeat because I know there's some hardcore guys out there that would drop the dough. But on that note, <laughs> I'm gonna end this show because I'm tired and my voice is shot for some reason I don't know if that's coming through in the microphone but but my I, I don't know can you hear that Indy my voice is like dead right now
1: I can tell you're tired <laughs> that's about all I can tell alright so let's get the hell out of here
0: thanks again guys catch you in the next episode but until then I'm Mike I'm Indy you guys have a good one stay safe
1: and keep going.